Hello, everybody. Dr. Lonnie Stewart here from the Healthcare Education Transformation Podcast. Are you a physical therapy student about to start studying for the National Physical Therapy Examination? Or maybe you're a professor, a program director, or a clinical instructor who teaches DPT students preparing for the NPTE? Either way, we would recommend checking out our sponsor, NPTE Final Frontier, and the community they've built around preparing for and succeeding on the NPTE. That exam and the preparation that goes along with it can be long, tedious, difficult, and stress-inducing, but it doesn't have to be. NPTE Final Frontier has the tactics and resources to help address all of the usual barriers. They even have scholarships to help with NPTE study courses, FSBPT registration fees, and even research opportunities. And if that's not enough, they're even donating to the very first annual HET Podcast Scholarship to be awarded at the end of every year. Go to NPTEFF.com for all of the details and use code HET for 10% off all purchases. Links to both the NPTE Final Frontier and their scholarship options are available in the show notes. And now, let's get ready to learn. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Healthcare Education Transformation Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. F. Scott Field. And I've got with us today an exciting guest, uh, somebody who's actually joining the team. We are excited to have a physical therapist assistant representative, Sean Bagby. Sean, how the heck are you? And I'm fantastic. Tell us a little bit about your academic journey and how it's led you to where you are today. Yeah. So my academic journey is I uh, went to the University of Evansville. For anyone familiar with the Midwest, I am or in the Evansville area. I went to grade school and high school all on the same street, right down the row. I went to the University of Evansville. I uh, left there with three degrees. I have my associates in PTA. I left with a degree in exercise science and then a degree in athletic training. I then went and started working professionally and got my master's in healthcare administration at the University of Southern Indiana. And uh, right now I've kind of been kicking around the idea of um, some PhD programs. And I'm also, uh, I've applied for a fellowship program through the state of Indiana. So that's where I am wow. academically. Lifelong learner for sure. Uh, it never ends, man. Well, that's awesome. We're excited to have you on board. Tell us a little bit about your interests, your area of interest, things, topics that really appeal to you, things you're uh, excited to talk about here in the upcoming uh, episodes. What uh, what really gets you up and excited in the morning? And so it's a field of physical therapy. I am a co-owner and co-founder of a company called Rehabilitation Performance Institute. We are the uh, Ascend Practice of the Year for 2023. So like out of 38,000 practices nationally, we were ranked number one, uh, which is amazing for a company that's only been around for seven years. And we've got about 13 different clinics right now with more coming on board. Um, but my passion is really for physical therapy because we can change, we can change our community. We can change our, our society and we can have a positive impact in healthcare. And I'm really passionate about the educational portion of it because I believe that there aren't enough physical therapists in the world I believe there aren't enough PTAs in the world. And the way that we're going to be best suited to serve our communities is by embracing the movement system and really understanding it and using the PT, PTA team model to transform care by getting all this out there. Now, from an educational point of view, uh, the DPT has been a wonderful transition for our profession. Uh, I'm a big advocate for the PTA profession has to 
advanced too. And if we can follow a similar route as nursing did for moving for, from certificate to associates to bachelors, which is where I think we need to go long-term so that we are the provider or the extender for the PT that can help provide services to the communities that, that we uh, choose to serve. Yeah, I love that. Well, since you brought it up, tell us a little bit about your view on the PT-PTA relationship. To me, it's it it's a positive thing, but I think it's because I started in a dual program. The uh, University of Evansville had both a PT and a PTA program at that time. When both of those were running concurrently, we grew up together. And so when I came out of school, I knew some of the therapists that I started working with because we had had classes together and and that was a wonderful experience. And so we could do that. Now, as I've moved into the professional avenues and grown and things like that and work different places, like the PT PTA relationship is a beautiful thing, but it's something that, that like as a PTA, I'm educated on the importance of the relationship as a PT, you might get one lecture on like the PT PTA team and how it's supposed to work. And so um, I'm a big open person, like it's got to be communication, and it's got to be trust. And you are just spent, you know, anywhere from five to seven years getting your DVT being molded into this professional that has the ability to treat and diagnose and look at things in such a wonderful light. And then you're being asked to trust somebody else that you don't know to treat your patients who might've been educated differently than you, has a different background, has some lacking some commonality from you. And so until those get built, it's hard to have that trust relationship. Most PTAs, I'll say there's always the bad apple. Most PTAs want to just treat the PT as, as a partner and want to learn from them. And most PTs will eventually get to that point where they trust and want to teach and help and learn from a PTA. And that works wonderfully in the clinic setting, but it takes time and it takes practice and it takes open communication. Where we have issues with it, that is when we have people that are too stubborn on both sides of that equation and they're not willing to find that middle ground and really serve our patients, but are more invested in like their personal doctrine and personal view. It's like, that's where issues arise and occur that I've seen. Yes. And now for a quick shout out to our newest sponsor, Varela Financial. If you're a physical therapist and you have student loan debt, you got to talk to these guys. What makes them unique is that they view financial planning like running hurdles on a track. And for PTs, the first hurdle many of us run into is student loan debt. Varela Financial will help you get over that hurdle. They not only take the time to explain to you which plans you individually qualify for and how those plans work, but they also take the time to show you what your individual case looks like mapped out within each option. So if you're looking for help on your student loan debt or any area of personal finances, we recommend working with them. I use Varela Financial personally, and they were able to help me lower my student loan repayment from about $1,800 a month down to about $135 per month simply by finding the right repayment plan that best fit me, my family, and our life goals. You can check them out at varelafinancial.com. Link is in the show notes if you need it for reference, and tell them the HET podcast crew sent you. And now back to the show. Yeah, I mean, that is a great take. I, I've worked uh, in the physical therapy field now 16, 17 years clinically. Uh, the last four 
more so in academia. And I've had great experiences with PTAs. I, I really have, but it, every single one of them has been because of the trust and the relationship that was built. So um, I, I think that's a huge factor. And like you said, here we are as PTs moaning and groaning about MDs only getting one lecture, if that, on what PT does, right? Now here we are with PTAs only getting one lecture on what that relationship looks like, you know? So it's like we have to definitely, uh, you know, do a better job of uh, doing a deeper dive on that. And, you know, I think that's why we we wanted this this specific aspect in the HET podcast, because last year we tried to, you know, bring a conscious effort of really having some PTA specific episodes. And uh, this year we're trying to double down on that because we feel like it is a great relationship when it is uh, harnessed properly. And so the hope is we can bring some of the best PTA educators uh, on board and learn from them and, and, you know, what they're teaching and how their students are learning and then how that translates into that PT to PTA relationship uh, and out into practice and, and the real world, you know, because, I think realistically, we're just looking for best practices here in, in teaching and learning, you know, and how that can translate into giving the patients the best experience possible. So uh, like I said, we're excited to have you on board. Um, we do have to ask you this one last question that we ask all our guests. If you could change one aspect of higher education, whether it be PTA or DPT or, or otherwise, what aspect would you change and how would you change it? Well, the the one thing I would change is, and it's probably cliche because it's probably one of the most common ones you'll hear, is cost. Yeah. Well, but especially if think, you're calling for it to go to a bachelor's program, you better make yeah, that affordable, well, but, buddy. But again, I think that we can follow some interesting models yeah, that are out for sure. there, right? Like like there are community colleges in, in the United States that award bachelor's degrees. Yep. And we get some PTA programs that can't look at that because of that. And and um, I do teach in a bachelor's program at the University of St. Kate's out of Minneapolis. I teach our leadership capstone course for the PTA, uh, BS PTA program. But like, obviously, I think cost can be a derivative factor yep. in both of our educations, because from a from a clinician's point of view and a business owner point of view, cost has led to wanting higher salaries at the start of a career versus mid-career, later career of, of where that's probably appropriate. And, and it's because we burden everyone with debt. If we can look at like finding ways to incorporate better uses of educational time to um, aligning skills and, and, and making sure like that our educators are paid appropriately, that our therapists are paid appropriately, and that we're not doing everything in such a huge debt burden for our society, we would better do it. And like that has a cascading effect down through practice, everything like that, because insurance companies don't want to pay us more. Yeah. Um, I always, I always, and I'm very honest about this. We're in the only business where as a provider, you get paid less every year for the service you did, even though the cost of bread increases. So costs would be one of them to start with. And so like, I think we can do that by, by really being innovative and really trying to just figure out how we get the best educational bang and experience for our students while still making sure that we ensure the safety that comes from the side that we have to do for patient care. Yeah, that's a great take. Um, 
cost is the number one reason or the number one most given answer for a reason. And I think it's like you said, it's just it's becoming so absurd that the debt to income ratio in the physical therapy profession is just not sustainable. So if we don't start getting innovative and we don't start coming up with some new models and new ideas, we're going to be in trouble, you know, so. I'm just glad to see a bunch of the uh, smart people out there uh, doing the hard work to to figure it out, you know, because uh, we need that. So, Sean, thanks so much for taking the time, man. Where can people reach out to you and, and find you on the social media if they just have questions or want to follow you or see what you're up to these days? Yeah. So um, the best one is Facebook. It's really the only social media I use because I am of that age demographic, that, <laughs> you know, and there, there's no TikTok for me, no Instagram. <laughs> um so Facebook is the easiest one. If you're looking for a PTA specific group, um, I am a um, one of the admins to the PTA professional page, which has about 8,000 PTA members on it uh, that use that. Um, and then um, my business is Rehabilitation Performance uh, Institute. And you can find our website um, by searching that. And there's uh, information on me and the easiest way to get a hold of hold of me if you ever have a question. Awesome. We'll put all those links in the show notes so people can find you easily. Sean, thanks so much. I'm looking forward to hearing what you uh, have to bring to the team, man. All right, man. I'm, I'm looking forward to this. Thank you. Hello, everybody. Dr. F. Scott Field here, and we don't do this nearly enough. Uh, I wanted to thank you as an audience for being here, for listening to the shows. Without you guys, we wouldn't have anybody to geek out with uh, over education and learning and teaching and educating. So thank you for for being here, for being, you know, faithful listeners over the years. Uh, also, if possible, we'd love to ask a favor. We don't do this often, but if you could leave a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you listen to this podcast, we would greatly appreciate it. It helps boost our rankings and our algorithm and really just helps get this message out to more people out there in healthcare education who, who may need, you know, some of the episodes and the experts that we interview. So if you could, like I said, leave a rating and review, we would greatly appreciate it. And we will see you on the next show.